Friday, Friday, Friday. You know what? In that song, what I hate the most, he says, get in. Like, I mean, she punches that (laughs) right in the gut. She's so street. Yes. Rebecca Black. Black. Yeah. Well, it's a good title. Um, (laughs) So the uh, election. Ah! (laughs) I know, I know, I know, I know. The bell's in the bag, but. Just do it with your mouth. Ding. Ding. Thank you. <laughs> the election, it seems like it's over, but it's not over. Because no. uh, there's still there's still more things to be enjoyed right. that came from this election, midterm election mm. week. There's runoffs. There's recounts. Yes. Morticians involved. Uh, true. <laughs> yeah, you're correct. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. But yes, there are. Um, and I actually kind of forgot about this. Do you remember when Kid Rock pretended he was running for Senate? Yes. <laughs> I mean, there were people who were like, no, it's, ha- it's happening. Yeah. He's legitimately running mm-hmm. for office. And I will vote for Bob. Bob Ritchie. Yes, Bob Ritchie. A man with two first names. <laughs> uh, so if you live around here, obviously you know what his real name is. But I right. forget that a lot of people around the country just have absolutely no idea no. what his real no. name is. Kid Rock is his birth name. Yes. Came, it's on his birth certificate. Came out as Kid. Um, so Jimmy Kimmel does this thing called Lie Witness News where he just, he'll ask people about things in the news that haven't happened and people just go right along with right. it and pretend like, oh, I saw this on TV. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm. So this time, the, the thing that he was using to fool people was that in a special election, Kid Rock actually did win a spot on the Senate, mm. and this was their reaction. Surprised by Kid Rock's plans to lower the age in Michigan to buy scratch-off tickets to 10. There's no reason why a 10-year-old should be able to gamble. It's like how they could win college tuition. Oh, well, in that case, if it's for college tuition, and I mean, I'm sure even if they're 10, their parents are probably helping them. How do you feel about Kid Rock's campaign slogan, smell my fingers, no new taxes? Why would I want to smell your fingers? That makes sense for me. (laughs) So what do you think he meant when he said in the speech last night, no fatties? Um, I feel like that could go one of two ways. One way being like referring to a girl in like a kind of good way, like, oh, hey girl, you got a fatty, like, or... The other way, meaning like a larger audience, which is not that good of a way. He has a plan in the state of Michigan to increase tax revenue by legalizing and taxing crystal meth. How do you feel about that? Crystal meth? I don't think that's For very... medicinal purposes. Do you think it's okay for him to go by Senator Kid Rock, or do you think it'd be more appropriate for him to use his birth name? Uh, what is his birth name? Because that would be probably preferred... <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, Mud Critterson. Do you know what his real name is? No. Oh, you don't? No. Oh, it's Gelmer Creekwater. Oh, maybe that's why he goes like you. <laughs> Good luck, Senator Mud Critterson. Um, I love your name. Be yourself. Senator Boone Tippins, please use your real name. Senator Trigger Blumpkin, please stick with Kid Rock. 
Senator Buddy Humpson, I am disgusted and appalled that you won. Senator Junebug Finnegan, I don't really listen to your stuff, but good luck as senator. Oh, good old lie witness news. But he actually had even more special things planned mm. for election week. I don't know why uh, this entire week we've had Triumph the Insult Comic Dog, and then you had Fallon, who was working with Dr. Evil, mm. and then now Jimmy Kimmel decides, I'm bringing back Borat. Right. What is happening? <laughs> At least he's in the right century, right? Uh, yeah, I okay, mean, yeah. we'll take that. <laughs> I just, I can't, uh, it's, uh, it's a bit of a struggle. So anyway, he decided to send Sasha Baron Cohen as Borat out to help to stump for Trump, mm. to canvas the neighborhood and speak to different people and, and extol the virtues of Donald Trump. And uh, this one lady that he spoke to was very special. Tomas, Russia interfere with the presidential election. But now, all eyes are on them. So it's up to Kazakhstan to swing the midterms for Premier Trump. I come to California to do election tamponing. Gently. Tamponing. First, I go stepping door to doors. Hello? Yes. Hello. Uh, nice to meet you. Um, is your husband home? No. Is uh, there a man here I can talk to? Not right now. I see. Um, do, is there anybody in this house that can vote? I've been voting all my life. Well, I mean, since I was old enough. This is not against the law? No, it is not. Hmm. We hear these uh, nasty fake news people say that the Donald Trump is a bad to immigrant children. We hear that he keep the Mexican children in cages. It's true. <laughs> High five. So many came over here. They had to be somewhere. You have to cage them. He didn't build those cages for the kids. They just had somewhere to keep them safe temporarily. Uh, a cage for them is the nicest place they ever been. Right, it was like a camp out until he could get them reunited with their parents. He fed them three times a day like he did his own children. Why? Because he's a, it hum is a waste of money. He's a humanitarian. Yes, it is yeah. crazy. You do not want this to be a country of immigrants. No, we don't. We'd be just like them then. And that's not America. That's not the American way. Oh, yeah, and it goes on. It gets better from there. He tries to take a shower in some dude's house. Why not? He doesn't want Jewish people to vote, so no. he tries to lay out bacon on the sidewalk <laughs> so that they won't go past him. I mean, he was very uh. full-on Borat during this whole thing. Um, but, yeah, they, uh, the election is full of surprises. Mm. Maybe this wasn't a surprise. I don't know. I didn't think it, this to was me, going to happen. I wasn't surprised. You weren't surprised? I absolutely, positively was not surprised. And this surprised. has happened before, uh, where dead people have won offices. Mm. I just... So, first of all, the fact that the cat house guy from HBO, the Moonlight Bunny Ranch guy, yes. right? Isn't that his other one? Yes. Uh, the world's most famous brothel owner oh. slash pimp guy, Dennis Hoff, was running for office, was fascinating to begin mm. with. And then... 
He just, I mean, I think he was just celebrating his birthday. It was too. after a, a bender with Ron Jeremy. Well, as you do. I think <laughs> Heidi know. Fleiss also there. I mean, it was just like a mm. murderer's row of all the <laughs> fantastic people. It was like the, the porn ABM, and prostitution. Uh, All Star game. <laughs> yes. So he has. From the, the Eastern Conference, <laughs> Ron Jeremy. 5'4, weighing 200 pounds. Um, so. <laughs> Eight inches out of a cold shower. <laughs> the close-up graphic. Oh, yeah. Here's a now, if you check out Ron Jeremy's reach, at his stature, it's not much until you add the penis. Get so, Bob Costas on that stat. Costas will get pink eye again right. if he covers Jeremy. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so that birthday party happened, and then the next morning, Ron Jeremy goes to check on his friend because they had more stuff to do mm. for his political thing. Of course. And uh, and dead, dead as a doornail. Yeah. Um, now, uh, were you surprised that that he won his yes. election? What could yes. they take him off the ballot? They should have taken him off the ballot. Well, I think legally they couldn't. I I think it. Well, he they, was legally dead. I mean, he's got right. a death certificate. No, no, I know. But I, I think the rules are that he had to say on the ballot. But it's exactly what the Republicans wanted because he's running as a Republican. Right. <clears throat> because they felt like even though he had a lot of the um, conservative views that they would want a candidate to run, and they felt like a lot of people might still feel weird about voting for him because of how he's lived right. his life. However, by him having to stay on the ballot, and him winning in a landslide. Now they just get to pick another Republican to replace him with. Oh. So the Democrat is defeated, and people I, felt good well, about voting oh. for him, knowing he was dead, because I, they knew that he wasn't going to be the one huh? holding the office. I thought that they were going to have some type of special like nope. election, or the runner-up doesn't get it. Nope. I mean, nope, 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 nope. nope. Well, you know, I can understand why. He's, well, you know, half of it is like, yeah, I'm going to vote for the dead guy, right? I mean, it was, it I, was, I it was well, up. it was well known. It was put up, you know, in all of the polling places, mm. like this candidates yeah. the pimp's dead <laughs> yeah i you know what i think part of it is because uh there was probably a huge uh, response on that of uh fervent supporters of veterans because of course on his staff at the moonlight bunny ranches air force amy well that's true who you know she clearly very serves pro-military her country mm -hmm. she wears those uh, red white and blue um thongs and pasties and she uh, serves her really, country he, like it's she, her job she reps this country like no other she does. I, yeah. And we salute yes. you. Yes. Yeah, she Amy? I mean she went she she was good enough to get admitted into the the Hooker Air Force Academy. She's right? very difficult to get. It's yes. like it's harder than the seals. It it is. It is. And like that first day, you know, see you see them going in and they get dressed down by a senior classman. Uh-huh. Ah, terrible. <laughs> Ding. Uh, in the break, I swear I'll bring the bell back. I'm so sorry. Oh I can't believe I don't have it there. I got the chills. And then so we go from a... Now, let me ask you a question. Hmm. Would your ego take more of a beating if you are the candidate who ran against a dead guy and lost? Or would it take more of a beating if you were the candidate that ran against the Bigfoot erotica guy and lost? Well... I will say this um, in the most tactful way possible. Is there a tactful way to talk about this? If Hillary lost against Trump after the tapes and after all that stuff, does any of this surprise us? No. So, <laughs> at that point, I'd just be like, yeah. Really? Like, yeah? Yeah. Where's the bottle of... People, <laughs> people are <laughs> looking past a lot of things. Yeah. Like, wow. 
Who should I fire? Uh, my publicist? My marketing guys? And this was an election where all these people, think about it, the Democratic Party had so many donations coming in, they almost had too much money, right? Yeah. And you're losing against dead pimps and dudes that are into Bigfoot boners, which is kind of like Japanese octopus tentacle porn. Is it? I feel like it's better than that. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Because of the hair? It's just because he's a... He's oh, a... Jack Lynx. Because they have, the Bigfoot has Jack Lynx. I was just going to say because oh. he's, you know, mi like mythological almost. But I guess oh. uh, you don't expect an octopus to do what it does in porn. No. Either, so. Have you seen those? And th the funny thing is, it's Jap Japanese octopus porn. Mm -hmm. So I've heard <laughs> the... Uh, the, the 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 actual paintings are beautiful like the texture oh the dave art as well oh, dave. <laughs> dave are you leaving because you're around were you not expecting this on a friday or or from this show because where is this going joe <laughs> i don't know he's trying to uh highlight the 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 pros uh, you know not I'm, the cons, I'm but trying the pros. to kind of soar of octopus <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's I'm so well made right i'm trying to compare and contrast the nuances between uh -huh. Different forms of um, animal erotica. Yes, yes. I, I didn't think we could make Dave <laughs> we blush. Get a, honestly, we need to get I a did. camera on Dave. <laughs> Just shaking his head okay, over there. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna give Corey your mic, and then we're gonna get you a camera. Reaction camera. Yeah, we yes. do that. Yes. Just your face the whole time. So I didn't quite realize when we originally talked about the Bigfoot erotica race before that. Uh, Coburn looks like Cockburn. Coburn, Leslie Coburn, the candidate, is Olivia Wilde, the actress's yes. mom. You know her from Tron Legacy. You know yes. her from the OC. Yeah. Very nice in the OC. So, well done, Olivia Wilde. Yes, yeah, so Olivia Wilde's uh, non-Hollywood name is mm. Coburn, but mm. she felt like people couldn't handle something that looked like Cockburn, so she was a big fan of Oscar Wilde and changed it to Wilde. Well, you, just, you can just drop the CK. And so it looks like, phonetically, it looks like More Coburn. like Coburn? Yeah. It's like, you know, where you burn, like, both, you get a friend and you both burn at the same time? Or co-burning. Co yeah. Yeah. Um, so Olivia Wilde's mom was running against this candidate who she had a couple of problems with him. But one was that he appeared to have a Bigfoot erotica fetish. And this was not something <laughs> that she just pulled out of nowhere. This came from his Instagram. Yes. His last name, Riggleman. And uh, this was going to be Riggleman's cover on a, on a book that he was going to do about Bigfoot's getting no, it out. Wait, wait, okay, so let's stop right there. You brought up his last name, which is Riggleman. Yeah. His first name is Denver. <laughs> the right? omelet. So this is the second time this week that we've talked about a gentleman with the first name of Denver. The first one was Uncle Jesse from the Dukes of Hazzard. Oh, yes. Denver Pyle. Yes. Now we have a gentleman named Denver Riggleman. So much Denver. I'm telling you right now, if a guy named Denver Riggleman is your kid's scoutmaster, <laughs> do not join that troop. Pull him out of that troop. Get out of there before the camping starts. Before he starts showing him uh -huh. drawing looks like this. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. He's going to have some weird merit badges going on in that troop. I'm telling you. Yeah. So this guy said, yeah, this was on my Instagram. Yeah, I was making it look like uh, I was going to do a, a book about Bigfoot erotica. Yeah. This was just a joke between me and my military buddies. You know, as you do. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah, like all my best bros. We all talk about <laughs> Bigfoot boners. We all draw detailed photos. Do you walk through the woods and look for like a Bigfoot penis print in the dirt and pour plaster <laughs> in it? What the hell? So scientific, yeah. Joe. Wow. And look at this one from 1975. 
We found this Sasquatch <laughs> dick in the uh, Cascades. We didn't see the actual Bigfoot, but we heard it and smelled an awful smell. Was it bleachy? Yes, it was awfully bleachy. Ah! Joe Santos. Now, do you think they're circumcised or uncircumcised? The big feet. Um, I would say, well, definitely the uh, the big feet that practice Judaism. Right. Um, you know, it's a big event in their families. You know that. Very and specialized then, field to be a moil for just the Bigfoot community. Right. I mean, you have to you have like four hands to be a Bigfoot moil, from what I understand. Uh, and then, uh, you know, then the next big event, if you're a Jewish Bigfoot, is, uh, of course, your Jewish Bigfoot bar mitzvah. Yes. Which uh, you have to cut the bread. And then, you know, could you imagine the plaster cast you would get after a Bigfoot bar mitzvah, after all the big feet have done the horror? Oh. <laughs> Amazing. So much joy, so much dancing. A lot of people were really excited and thought there was going to be a ton of joy in their life with the passage of Proposal 1, mm. which there still can be. If that's your jam, if you're super excited about the legalization of weed, man, mm. in the state of Michigan, might actually take a couple years for it to sort of all, the whole system to get up to speed right. and for there to be stores and blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, until then it's seeds and stems all the way. Right. But what I didn't really think about at all, but there was just an article in the Free Press yesterday, is um, uh, your employer still can totally fire you, reprimand yeah. you, do whatever they want to do. It, they, it, doesn't matter to them if it's legal. They can still do drug testing and make their own decisions. Mm -hmm. And even if this, you are a person who's you're being good and you're only smoking and you're off work time mm. and you're not high at work, but let's say you like to relax on the weekends, right? You can still be, like I said, disciplined, fired, busted by mm -hmm. your uh, employer. So next to uh, my neighborhood dispensary, my plan is to open up uh, Joe's uh, urine sample shop. Okay. Where I sell Where you warm, offer clean samples? fresh squeezed yeah. urine samples oh. for all. You're on your way to work. You think <laughs> you might get a drug test popped on you. You come on in. You know, you, you walk up to the little heated compartment. You pull one out. You've got Maybe, your artisanal clean yes, urine samples get, from Joe's shop. You get distilled. You get spring urine. <laughs> you know, if you're a coffee drinker, you can get yeah. my urine. Mm, you know, pumpkin spice urine. Yes. Nice. So, Fantastic. Mm, delicious. Yeah, so that's just a little bit of a, a little trick, a little thing to keep in mind as we move forward in our, our new state and the new state I, I'm rules. Still, what, what's going to happen with Hashbash? I'm sure they'll just have it, and cops will keep uh, an eye on it and make sure people aren't, I don't know, taking a nap for they too should, long. They should turn it into a, a party light presentation. You what know, do you mean? Because everybody could make money selling candles. Oh. Be like a stupid candle yeah. or a purse party or yeah. Something. Hey guys, um, I know you came here to, to um, you know to smoke weed, but since it's legal, we kind of lost our bite. And but did you know that you can set up your own business selling purses? <laughs> it looks just like Coach. Yeah. Is this uh, uh, you know? I look can't at, even think of a purse brand this, right now. Look at this four hundred dollar Coach, and look at this fifty dollar boat. <laughs> Exactly this, other than the B, you yes. can't tell the difference. Totally the same. Mm. All right, when we come back, some exciting news if you are fans of the Breaking Bad universe. I love that Z universe. There could be more coming for you to watch, and we'll tell you all about it next on Pop That Culture. Yep. What's up, this is your boy Walter Jones, also known as Zach, the original Black Ranger, and you are geeking out with Geektainment Weekly at New Radio Media. It's not the time.
Maple Lane Golf Club is a 54-hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top-flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tee time online at maplelanegolf.com. Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our 9 and Dine special, 9 holes of golf, and enjoy food and refreshments in the Clubhouse Bistro. That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at maplelanegolf.com. Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years, and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service, and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Wald Lake. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Part City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Walled Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. Oh, we're back. We're back. Yes. And we're going to talk about something that Joe yes, is I am very excited my about. My heart goes pitter-patter. Yes. So, a couple things happened. One, we found out that Breaking Bad, the series creator, is working on a Breaking Bad movie. Hmm. And they were very mysterious about it at first. And they would only say that some character who has been kidnapped, we're going to follow his journey to freedom. That was well, it. it leaves one. If you've watched the series, right. there's only one person right. that this applies to. So, um, although I know that somehow if they can find a way to bring back Walter White, I don't, it would have to be flashbacks or a ghost or Well, I think the way it happens memories. is it, it's the pilot episode. Okay. And then the series finale is how you so, use it in real time. here's the deal. Uh, the in the if you haven't watched the end of Breaking Bad, too bad. Um, Jesse gets kidnapped by Nazi meth guys. They force mm. him to replicate Walter White's the way, recipe. They're playing. Um, they're playing at St. Andrews. Oh, Nazi meth guys. Nazi meth guys. It's a great band. Just, yeah, Dave, are you going? <clears throat> you going? I got my tickets, man. Awesome. So they force him to just don't wear the merch to synagogue. Okay. <laughs> to replicate Walter White's recipe. Mm. And then he escapes when Walt shows up, murders everybody with a robot oh, machine gun. In a glorious, beautiful, beautiful bloodbath. Oh yep. my God, so awesome. Built into a trunk of a car. Yes. He then dies after being reunited with his true love, which is mm. the meth lab. Yes. And Jesse drives off into the night, laughing maniacally, hysterically, like, holy crap, what just happened? End of show. So now people are thinking that what's going to happen in this Breaking Bad movie is that they're going to pick up from car ride going forward. Like they may show, mm -hmm. reshow the end, and then that's how they would work Walter White back in. Right. It's like a little smidgy smidge of that, and then follow him going forward. Right. I can see how that could work, especially if Jesse really isn't free. 
that some other people come and yeah, kidnap him if, again? if they have a contingency plan for his uh, departure. Okay. From, from the lab, because the the way they shoot the the Jesse arc when he's been kidnapped is beautiful because there's a couple times that he has hallucinations. Right. Where you know. You, oh, that was the other way they thought they could bring yeah. Walter White back was a hallucination. Yeah, they they have you think in a couple episodes that he's really not in the meth lab anymore than you realize that he is and it's his coping mechanism. Oh. It's very very good. The other thing, and I don't know if you knew this, a lot of fans have drawn um, because it's AMC. Um, that a lot of people um, have supposed uh, this theory mm -hmm. that uh, Walking Dead and Breaking Bad are the same universe. Oh. Because in one episode of Walking Dead, that if you look Breaking closely, Bad is before the events that yes, start happening in... The blue meth is supposedly what causes the, the zombie outbreak. Because Daryl, in one of the episodes... What? Um, where he joins the claimers. Not the proclaimers, where they sing 500 <laughs> Miles to the Heavy Bro. 500 Miles. Uh, he actually is with this group called the Claimers, where they claim stuff like, oh, there's a dead rabbit. I'm going to eat it. Claim. You know, they do that. Okay. You see Daryl carrying a bag of the blue meth that uh, Heisenberg, what? Walter White, is known for making. And then also in the pilot episode of The Walking Dead, Glenn drives the same uh, Dodge Challenger hmm. that Walt Jr. has uh, when, when he goes start spending money. Interesting. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, the other thing, too, that they haven't finalized or said to the public is whether this is a movie that's going to be released in theaters mm. or if this is going to be on a TV movie. So maybe they'll air it on AMC. Who is to say? Huh. We are not sure. A movie that's definitely supposed to come out in theaters, and God knows when, because they've had to shut things down for mm. a little while, is Top Gun 2. Electric Boogaloo. Yep. And the reason that they had to shut it down is because Tom Cruise is obsessed with doing his own stunts, which mm -hmm. we've known for a long time. He will hang on the side of a mountain, the side of a building. He did the last Mission Impossible and busted his ankle. It was yeah. just, if you've seen the video of that, it's so gross. It just ah! jumps from rooftop to rooftop. So I can't even imagine what the insurance policies have to be on a oh, Tom Cruise movie. No. They must be astronomical. Well, you know Because what? he will most right. likely get hurt. Be because in the first Top Gun, he was, it was all done by stunt pilots because they had their masks down right. and everything. And, you know, a sidebar from Top Gun, it just kind of hit me. You know what kind of plane he flew in Top Gun, the original? No. A Tomcat. Get out of here. Yeah. Shut the front uh, door. So he wants to be able to actually do some of the stunts where he is flying the jet this you, time. You had 30 years to prep for this. And, and you shut it down now? now? Right. <clears throat> so he already knows how to fly planes. I think he learned to, how to fly a helicopter for the last Mission Impossible. Yes. But now he's taking the time because he wants to learn how to pilot the jet himself. He can or just take some of it. lessons from John Travolta. <laughs> I mean, John, so Travolta's I, a bad, you know? Well, no, he just knows how to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cruz already knows how to fly a plane, so he wouldn't need Travolta. He needs a real deal, ah, somebody. He really needs to go to Top Gun. Yeah, he does. He needs to yeah. go to Top Gun Flight School. There you go. Does the tower. Yeah, you know, just get the movie done before Kilmer starts looking like me again, okay? Come on. <laughs> you know? Jeez. He, he can yeah. only hold yeah. off the donuts for so long he, before. Get him. He, he's like, well, <laughs> is there going to be a topless volleyball scene in this movie? Like, I'd rather prep for it. I've been on a cleanse yeah. for like three weeks. I'm hungry. Let's shoot. This 800 <laughs> calories a day isn't helping. Oh, Kilmer. 
So, yeah, we'll see. But uh, it's just, it's so very Tom Cruisean of him right. to have this happen. Uh -huh. There was an interesting article in Newsweek, just this random little sidebar thing that they <laughs> threw out there, which is so funny. So they, they had a surprising answer for what is the most uh, well, the most deadly, the show with the highest death average on television and streaming, mm. like including all of them. Including Walking Dead? Yes. Because there's literally dead people just walking around and they get killed. Right. They die twice. If right. you're a zombie that's get killed in Walking Dead, you've been killed twice. If, okay? you, if you were going to make a list of the shows that you think had the highest body count, I would put Walking Dead mm. number one. The show that actually has the highest body count, I wouldn't even have thought of for a second. Mm, no, me either. But I don't watch the show, so that is why I didn't realize well, that's what they do all the time the in the Latin show. The Latin word for death uh, is actually one of the characters' Muerte? names. <laughs> yes. um, so there's an animated show called Rick and Morty, which is like a cult show. People are obsessed with it. They love mm. it. They're super fans of it. And apparently it is the deadliest show. Right. So they have an average of 26.1 deaths in Rick and Morty per episode, <laughs> which is more than HBO's Westworld. That's mm. another one I would have put right. right at the tippy tippy top. Westworld has 25.9 uh, average per episode. The Walking Dead, 23.2. Mm -hmm. And then the rest fall way behind. Like the next highest one is American Horror Story, which is yeah. only like six a show. I couldn't believe it because I thought Bachelor, the mass ex execution edition, would actually take <laughs> first place, but no, it's no. an animated show. No. Yeah, so Rick and Morty has featured 808 deaths in three seasons. That's, That's amazing. That's impressive. remarkable. You can kill a lot of people when you're That's drawing. That's more them. than a Quentin Tarantino movie. Is <laughs> really? this German in Rick and Morty? <laughs> oh, the yellow jumpsuit would look good in animation, mm, I'm sure. Yes. Now, uh, another show that does have some deaths, but not very many. Mostly they're trying to investigate, like, one per season, right. I think, yeah. is Riverdale. This is another one where I'm super late to the party. I actually still haven't even shown up to the party. Like, I haven't done the Rick and Morty binge watch, and I haven't watched any of Riverdale. But people I'm, are nuts you know for this show. It's a good show. I watched the first oh, couple episodes. Okay. Yeah. And it's very stylized. It's sure. very, you know, it's shot very well. But to me, it's just, it's Twin Peaks with more high school kids that right. are actually in their 20s. Yes, they are. <laughs> so, they 100% are. So, you know, the takeoff on the Archie comics, but right. in the style of what you're talking about. Yes. Um, and the kids on the show are very good looking, and all of their parents on the show are also very good looking. Mm. And you have uh, Mark Consuelos on the show, who is the husband of Kelly Ripa. They are both actors. They met on the set of the soap that used to be my soap for years, all my children. Mm. R.I.P. Did it's it no dry longer. your skin out like most soaps do? Hey, oh. No. Oh, oh, oh. It was oh. very moisturizing. What? Oh, sorry. Because, oh. you know, there is a bell. We, the bell is David back. David brought us the bell. The bell I, we is might, back, bitches. I thought we were going to have to go for the no bell fry show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I wish I didn't have it. Um, uh. Yes, so they are both actors, and now she gets to play her husband's mistress on a show which can only happen in acting couple right. world honestly but you know what if they know what's good for them they're gonna t they're gonna Milk take this for their relationship at in home, real life they're gonna right. do some who's your mistress Woo! Yes. get some spanking out 
Yeah, her uh, her, char <laughs> her character's supposed to be, you know, very, very naughty, very icy, likes to wear the short dresses. Mm. And uh, yeah, so the two of them get to sort of do role play, but in front of cameras, which must yeah. be nice for them. Hopefully the script doesn't have her calling out the name Michael while they're making love, because that would be awkward. That would be super awkward. Yeah, like, well, wait a minute. Uh, Michael, nibble me with that gap in your teeth. <laughs> Who are you talking about? Oh my God! About? What? Ah. <laughs> Was that out loud? I'm sorry. No. Or Ryan. I don't think she would ever have any sexual fantasies about Ryan Seacrest, though. I just don't see it. Yeah, because he'd be hosting other lovemaking sessions at the same time. He'd be like, if you were sleeping with Ryan Seacrest, you just know that he'd have like five other things going on, and he wouldn't even break a sweat, right? And the winner of Sexual Idol is. <laughs> yeah. We'll tell you when we get back from the break. <laughs> no, Dog. we're literally Dog. going to break right Reverse now. Reverse cowgirls, old and played. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm serious. We're going to break. We're going to come back on Pop oh. That Culture. Oh, we are? And, yep. Uh. And uh, we're going to talk about more random sex stuff like we've been doing this whole show when we get back on Pop That Culture. Hi, I'm Andy. And I'm David. Join us for fun and adventure on our new show, Podquesters where we fight through imaginary battles and pray to the dice gods for good rolls. Yes, it's an epic sweeping adventure where we try to fulfill our destinies without driving the Dungeon Master crazy. I thought that was the point. Anyways, check us out here on NewRadioMedia.com Fridays Podcasters. See you there. Advertising your business these days can be challenging. Traditional radio and TV ads are expensive and, frankly, a bit of a crapshoot. Not to mention, the audience for over-the-air material is shrinking as more and more of us demand to see and hear what we want, when we want. Advertising on new radio media is a solution. With our live streaming programs that are also available on demand, your message is always ready when your customers are ready to watch and listen, all for a fraction of what you'd likely have been paying for other ads. NewRadioMedia.com. Call Buzz Van Houten at 248 939-9999 for more information. A study from Johns Hopkins researchers indicates a high-fat diet may lead to the development of new nerve cells in your brain that influence how much you eat. But it's also been known for decades that the brain continues to form new nerve cells well into adulthood. So for now, it appears the process occurs not only in the parts of your brain associated with memory and a sense of smell, but also in the ones that control your various body functions, including hunger and thirst. One researcher believes that your brain functions this way as part of your body's survival mechanism. When food is abundant, it generates cells that will make you eat more and make you store excess calories as fat for use when food is not readily available. But the problem with humans, particularly those in developed countries, is that food is almost always readily available. So the more you eat, the more fat you store, and the greater becomes your appetite. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. Welcome back to Pop That Culture. I'm Sarah. And I'm Joe. Yes. And I will assert that sometimes the commercial breaks that you don't see are uh, are arguably more interesting than the actual show. Not more interesting, just straight up more filthy. I mean, yeah. there's honestly, and if you find that more interesting than our show, which is filthy enough. Yeah, just um, think of a more salacious version of Trevor Noah oh, with more people. Oh, doing the behind the scenes. And no yeah. politics. Right. And maybe not as clever or as funny. Yeah, and no audience. Or as handsome. Um, 
Well, so you are a man who knows how to buy old things and sell them to people for a profit. Mm -hmm. This is yeah. your hobby, your thing you do. Yeah, I I do. Um, I purchased a couple of senior citizens. <laughs> <laughs> no, did you just recently find like a a Keebler elf I cookie did. jar? One day, and you're like, people are gonna go crazy for this. Yeah, one <laughs> so day. So collectible. Um, yeah, so one. Session one day, I had like ten extra minutes before mm -hmm. picking up. Jonah's over there before yeah. picking up Jonah from school. So I, I ducked into a Salvation Army and they they put out this Keebler cookie jar. Mm -hmm. And so I bought it for like $6 or something. It was like, it's the tree house. Oh, yeah. And the whole top of the tree comes off. Yeah. And I put it up on eBay and sold it for 75 bucks. Nice. Mm. Have you ever checked out when you're at the SA? Do they have super old magazines there at the Salvation Army? Um, yes, they do. They have records. Uh, every now and then, somebody will drop off comic books and baseball cards. Mm. And, uh, no Playboys or anything ah, like that. Ah, bummer. Yeah. Well, there's a lady who just posted recently because she found a 1958 McCall's magazine. McCall's. <laughs> McCall's. <laughs> McCall's. <laughs> Yes. And the reason she bought it is because one of the headlines on the front cover for an article that you could find inside was 129 ways to land a husband. Right. Now, McCall's, my theory is, is that this publication comes from a magazine company in a parallel universe where women's <laughs> suffrage never occurred. <laughs> Well, this was 1958, right. so let's start there. <laughs> and uh, some of the suggestions, be friendly to ugly men, handsome is as handsome does. Mm. Um, let's see, oh, they're so, oh, go to all reunions of your high school or college class, there may be widowers there. You don't know. <laughs> it's just like, what kind of trollops are you trading? <laughs> My goodness. Don't be afraid to associate with more attractive girls. They may have some leftovers, ladies. Or they might go both ways. You know, yeah. <laughs> in the 50s. Go back to your hometown for a visit. The wild kid next door may have become a very eligible bachelor while you were away. <laughs> what kind of cougars are I mean, it's like <laughs> little <laughs> Jimmy's grown into a man. <laughs> that wild streak is still in there somewhere, but he has more manners yeah, now. I mean, it's just, have you ever read those manuals that oh. they published during the 50s where it's like, how to be a better housewife. Yeah. Make sure that your husband's favorite drink has been prepared by the time he arrives to the house. You better have that dinner on the yes. table. Too sweet, sweet. And, and, and they say stuff like, your husband works very hard to provide for you and your children. <laughs> Make sure that you provide for him when he returns from work. Now, another way to land a husband, ladies, uh, don't room with a girl who is a sad sack and let her pull you down to her level. Mm. Uh, let's see. Oh, these are some of my favorites, too. Uh, how to let him know that you're there like if you're out and you're on the prowl for a man how do you hmm. kind of get him to come over and talk to you as a lady a stumble when you walk to a, into a room that he's in you can uh, wear a band-aid people always ask what happened so wait what uh, like a small band-aid or just a full-blown like my limb almost <laughs> got severed how'd you get that cast little lady <laughs> yeah. learn several funny stories and learn to tell them well but make sure you don't tell them to him more than once you See, dumb bimbo this this sounds like a, a vivid description of basically any episode of absolute favorite number 40 in the McCall's 129 ways to get a lady I mean to get a husband excuse me stand in a corner and cry softly chances are good he'll come over to try and find out what's wrong 
if you're weeping in a corner, right. that's not how you meet your husband. How, how to manipulate a man that will manipulate you right back. <laughs> yes. I, and then my favorites are right at the end. So they go through all of these different ideas. And then the very last ones are under the category of wild ideas, anything goes. Uh, let's see. If your mother is fat, tell him you take after your father. If he's fat too, tell him you're adopted. You can stow away on a battleship. That's tip number oh, 114. Yes. yes, with rats and gonorrhea. Yes, uh, 116, paint your name and number on your roof and say, give me a buzz, pilots. Uh, well, you know what? I, I, please tell me there's the fake cast in the ski lodge because that's a Jack <laughs> that's Tripper a good ploy one. right there. Yes. Yes. Uh, let's see. Oh, make and sell toupees because bald men are easy catches. <laughs> Oh, that's like hunting lame deer. Mm -hmm. No, let them run free. Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, let's see. There's one about baking a nice hot apple pie and take it in the office, and the is bachelors that, will come up flocking. Is that code? Is that code? I think that's code. Have them try. Bring your pie to your the office. Pie to Bring the your office. hot pie to the office. <laughs> <laughs> and once you've done that, then he's going to propose to you. Yeah. See, this is the now. Remember, this is the day and age where there were secretaries in the office. Right. And you'd be in your corner office, uh, Mr. Jones. Uh, there's a woman here that claims she has a hot pie ready for you. <laughs> Hold my appointments, Bessie. <laughs> like, That's my gal Friday. Always yeah. looking out for me. Look Tell me about the hot pies. on her. <laughs> Come over here and bring that fanny over so I can make it a little warmer. <laughs> yes. So anyway, your hope is that you land a man. Well, one lady landed a man, hmm. and they were living together, and she found in his nightstand, because I'm sure she was looking everywhere to see if she mm -hmm. could find it, uh, the old ring box, and realized he's gonna he is going to propose. This is so exciting. I should shut the box, hmm. put it back in the drawer, uh -huh. and then let him propose when he wants to propose. Yeah, but... But instead of doing that, she takes a picture of the ring, and then posts it on a Facebook group for ring shaming. She has not been proposed to yet and already decides she's going to bitch about the ring mm -hmm. and ask other ladies in this Facebook group for ring shaming to give her tips and ideas on how she could steer him towards a better ring. And 86, this mm -hmm. bunch of baloney. First of all, that's a gorgeous ring. I don't know what she's yeah. talking about, but... Second of all, she is shady. Third of all, she is shallow. Now, there's a couple things about this. First of all, she is snooping through his stuff. Correct. Number two, she, without even letting him know or waiting for him to propose, puts this up there. If I were him, mm -hmm. I would, I'd do the dick in the box with the ring box. I'd get a <laughs> Tiffany box and I'd cut a hole in Step it. Step one. Yeah, get a big Tiffany box. <laughs> Here's your ring. Pack up your stuff and leave Here's because you are not the type of woman whose character I want to be the DNA of my children. Well, there really wasn't a way, I don't think, because it's anonymous in this Facebook group, mm. I guess, um, that he would find out about that. But somehow somebody took this and then posted it on Reddit, mm. which is always, you know, a chance you take when you think you're in a group and no one else is going to find out. And so then people went crazy on yeah. Reddit when they saw it. I, I wonder if the guy found out because he was in the my fiance to be is a superficial bitch subreddit. <laughs> So, <laughs> some people were just like, oh, God, I hope he gets a new girlfriend. She's terrible, right. blah, blah, blah. Somebody else wrote, plot twist, it's not for her. And then someone else said, <laughs> this is how she finds out she's the side chick. I hope all of these things come true. If, you know what? 
This here's our new show, guys. Okay, guys, gather around. Oh. This is a secret meeting oh, for oh. Bait Ring. Ooh. Our new show is called Dave by the Domain. Bait Ring. Bait Ring coming in three weeks. When a guy wants to test his lady and yes. see how she would react to a tiny ring, uh -huh. and if she's a terrible person or if she's a keeper. Yep. And then at the end, if she's a keeper, he shows her the real ring. Yeah. Or they keep going with the bait ring. You can go either way. Okay. That's the cliffhanger. And then if it does really well in the ratings, we can do the same show, but with poultry. Got it. Got Thank it. You. I'm sorry. Do I'm I get so sorry. Sometimes. Thank you. Sometimes. <laughs> Dave is baseball. <laughs> My head is not in the same place as yours. Yeah, some clever ways of getting around that, Joe. Uh. <laughs> poultry. Um, <laughs> next, actually, we're going to be talking about poltergeists. Mm. Is that uh, strippers that uh, dance in your house? The, yes. The dead strippers Bless you, in your by the way. I don't know if anyone else can pick up on that sneezing that's happening. It's a ghost. <laughs> the opposite story is <laughs> We have new neighbors. It's been real quiet for a there while. There was a woman that brought a hot pie to work and <laughs> waiting for her husband sneezed herself to death. To this day, she haunts Ooh. the office. Well, there Every is now and then you can see her floating through the air with no lower half of her body but <laughs> carrying a pie in a McCall's magazine. Uh, there is a British woman who I think we've talked about before and played a little clip of an interview with her. <laughs> she is 100% serious about yes. this, that she's been having an affair with a ghost, in love with a I ghost. I mean, she's, she's had several, I mean, she's probably had a full-on, you know. No, she described what sex is like with a ghost. I mean, she mm. says that that happens. And she's also talked about wanting to try and figure out how to have a ghost baby, mm. which I still don't understand any of the logistics of that at all. But um, she wants to get married to her ghost. Mm. And she met this ghost. It's a British lady, met her ghost in Australia. Mm. And her name is Amethyst Realm. Of course it is. Which I'm sure is her real yes. legal name. And her ghost proposed to her during a road trip to England's Wookiee Hole Caves in Somerset. Of course. The, the story only gets better. The only thing it's missing, I mean, are her parents still, Dave, are her parents still alive? Oh, I don't know. They walk her because, down the aisle. No. If they're dead, the ghost could have easily asked for her the permission. It's true. To, yeah. Ask her ghost But dad. how does a dead guy pay for the rehearsal dinner? Her dad's going to be like, what the, this is, Difficult. I have Civil War money. I don't know. It's <laughs> terrible. Yes, so the Wookiee Hole Caves, which say that they are a place where a lot of spirits, people have ghost mm. experiences at the caves, yes. have offered to um, host her wedding at mm. the ghost caves, basically, and they want to make this happen. So far, Amethyst has not said yay or nay to whether she right. wants to have she can't her find special a, a dead day <laughs> yes, at the uh, ghost caves, but... Good luck to you, little lady. I hope it happens for you. <laughs> now, there is a, a gentleman who is also a crazy, mm. and I, I have to believe some sort of drugs or alcohol were involved, although I don't no. know if we've gotten any confirmation yeah. on this. This is a very, this is about as Florida as it gets. Oh, Florida. There is a man who was wearing Crocs, mm. the shoes, yes. who decided to break into the crocodile enclosure and then is trying to swim around with them gets chased by one ends up making mm -hmm. it back out of the pond uh -huh. and then one jumps out of the water uh -huh. and jumps in or uh, bites him on his croc foot yes his foot wearing the croc shoes yes now if that doesn't seem fully clear to you don't worry we have the security <laughs> footage yes 
No, no. we don't. Oh, Dave. Dave. Oh. Did I miss it again? I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's okay. I it wasn't in red. Last Joe night. I apologize. It's supposed to be in red. I, Sarah had trivia last night. <laughs> I, I, I screwed it up. Oh, I'm that's sorry. okay. Oh, bummer. Wait, Joe, reenact it. Okay, jump over fence, lose crock. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I can't. I don't I, know. I, no, I don't I'll know rip the <laughs> earpiece out. You know, wait. But here's now for all the hard hitting Crocs coverage, Pop That Culture is your Crocs entertainment leader. Yes. Um, the funny part about this is that this gentleman is found wandering around in nothing but his underwear. Well, his trunks were found closer to the pond. So I somehow he was like trying to get away. I think he got pulled out of his swim trunks, but he was wearing his underwear. And they found the Crocs separately, the shoes. Yes. So he was found barefoot, ble- like followed the trail of blood. These, these weren't the limited edition Crocs. The Post Malone no, ones? No, I hope not. I don't, those are sold out. Yeah. I don't think this guy got those. But. I, I know the only thing this is missing is for Johnny Knoxville to come out <laughs> and kick him in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> right? But who jumps? Who's like, you know what I bought? Like, bucket list. I want to jump into a pond right. filled with a bunch of crocodiles and go swimming around mm. with my little buddies. Wearing shoes that they will clearly know. It's you guys. Yeah. It's Crocs. It's cool. Right. Yeah. It's just offering. Look, I'm down with the Crocs. Look at my feet. Look at look my at feet. Look at Lucky. We're buddies. We're better Croc icon on there. Don't bite me. No. <laughs> All right. So sheer stupidity. And we're going to come back with a story that's about sheer poopidity. Right. So much poop. Next on Pop uh. That Culture. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot com. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live.
Welcome back to Pop That Culture. Poop. There it is. This is what happens when you get on a plane and you don't look where you're sitting before you sit. There's a gentleman named Matthew Meehan of Bay City who said he mm -hmm. boarded a flight from Atlanta to Miami and once he was already sitting down, he discovered there were dog feces all over the chair and the floor. So he was sitting in it and then it was on his shoes. Yeah, and he discovered it because he started reaching for his phone charger. Now listen, look, at, that's very oh. like liquidy. Oh. That's not like, it. Was, so this was like doggy diarrhea basically oh. is what it looks like. Oh. How does that smell not just hit you in the face the well, minute you get anywhere near? It was on the seat too, it wasn't just on the floor. Well, think about it. You know, when you're on these planes where you're crammed in with all these people, you smell people. I don't know, is this a stinky guy? And then you have to do that thing where, you know, the guy next to you is like trying to get their bag into the overhead compartment. You have to kind of step aside right. and there's all that pressure. And then you, you just finally never just plunk down into your seat like, ooh, I can actually sit now. I can honestly say any time before I sit in an airline seat, I look before I sit down and slide my butt into it. Anywhere no. I sit in public, yeah. I look before I sit somewhere. Because anything could be on a seat from anything. Yeah, I, I mean, as as the well, evidence clearly. in Exhibit A you know, lets us know. So he said that they were also then, once he's marinating in dog poop he said that he, he and his seat partner were offered very little help he thought yeah. they would actually give them something from the biohazard kit to clean yeah. up and they handed him a couple of paper towels and a bombay sapphire so a bottle of gin well at to, least it's good gin well, yeah, right it's true we've got these if little it, bottles if it was Ghibli's, <laughs> i mean that would be an insult right so this guy said he ended up having to lay a blanket to cover the Whoa. seat and then just sit with that smell for the entire flight. Well, apparently he asked the flight attendant, you know, allegedly he said, mm -hmm. uh, he asked the flight attendant for help and the flight attendant said, nope, you're gonna delay the plane. You basically have to either get off the plane or sit in the poop. What? And Delta offered. Delta Miles? They offered to drag him off the plane, kicking and streaming and break his nose. No, that's a different oh, Delta passenger. Oh, that's <laughs> Sorry, they we get him confused. to buy him a new suit and shoes and give him 50,000 miles. But here's the thing. This guy's a million miler on Delta. Now, up in the air tells us that if you're a million miler, you get a, you know, a, a fake plane captain with a Raleigh Fingers mustache <laughs> to come and sit next to you. Um, but apparently Delta doesn't do this. That's American. Oh, I yeah. see how it works. Well, the other thing, question, too, I had a why he didn't smell it or see it before he actually sat in a seat but then too i'm like they're supposed to clean the plane right. go up and down the aisles and look at all the seats and check everything right. out before they let the next group of people board the plane why didn't this happen well, and if you have a service animal on the plane <clears throat> that's which was, the first which was part place, of the explanation yeah you look that's the first place you look number two is a baby who ran out of diapers right. number three we won't go there out of respect for our seniors. Um, <laughs> well, no. so Delta wrote on November 1st, an aircraft uh, going from Atlanta to Miami was boarded before cleaning was completed following an incident from a previous flight with an ill service animal. If you just had a flight with an ill service yeah. animal, wouldn't that be like one of the major times you remember, yeah. oh, maybe we should clean it before we let the next group yeah. of people on? And we're talking about an animal that is sick, not ill like a 1980s rapper. <laughs> so, 
you know, that's the first place. I mean, it's like, God, I mean, what else do you do? But apparently the plane was taken out of service and given a deep clean. I hope so. Here comes a Gophian. <laughs> a Gophian, the purple van pulls up with his deep cleaner. Oh, you know, good. I, this is just, just so much that's wrong on both sides of this. So much you that's know, wrong. I mean, it, it's like you almost need like, hold on. Uh, uh, this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've reached our cruising altitude, and I've turned on the no shitting sign. <laughs> Feel free to walk around the cabin, but don't drop a deuce on anybody's seat. Uh, thank you. The temperature in Detroit is uh, 45 degrees, and we'll be touching down under blue skies. Thank you. <laughs> now, uh, real quick before we go, we do have some really good news for you and how you can celebrate the holidays. Mm, yes. You would like to impress friends and family. Oh, yeah. You will be happy to know that the Champagne of Beers, Miller High Life, will be offered nationwide, and not just in a couple of cities like it has been in the past, but nationwide in Champagne-esque bottles. Yes. So the Champagne of Beers is now available looking like the champagne that it is. It's still, it doesn't have a cork or anything, mm -mm. or a screw top. I think it has a regular right. cap on it, but... Yeah. Uh, it looks fancy. It'll have the year 2018 on it, so you can save it. For yeah, later. so ladies, get ready for your husband to actually clean that man cave and make a spot <laughs> for this bottle. Ooh, the champagne oh, of beers. The champagne yes. of shows, though, is the show that you're going to get to listen to and watch next, which is Mr. Craig Folly. And we will see you on Monday.